Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the podcast where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I am Professor Sides. You can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Wednesday, March 23rd, 2022. And this episode covers all of today's college basketball games. Jake is on his last day of vacation. He'll be back for our Sweet 16 and Elite Breakdowns starting tomorrow. We'll get you those I'll cover the four Thursday games in that episode, the four Friday games in that episode. We'll cover all four Elite Eight games on Saturday's episode. So we'll be back for our normal March Madness content there. I'm going to hit you up here today for the lesser tournaments like we did on Monday and Tuesday. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model that predicts the spread in total should be for every Division I college basketball game. As I go through the plays, remember the A picks are the ones I love, B picks are the ones I like, and C picks are the leans. However, please remember good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say the model will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Yesterday, another good day. That makes three in a row. Went three and two. Got the A pick. Missed the C pick. That's the way you want to play it. Two and one in the B picks. So we'll see if we can get that rolling again for the fourth straight day now. Before we get to today's slate, a reminder, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Subscribe or follow if you aren't yet. It's the only way to ensure you don't miss any college basketball, MLB, or college football content that we provide for you here on this channel. Share with your friend if you know others in the game. Drop a comment on Twitter or YouTube. We love those and try to respond to as many as we can. I'm going to kick it off for you again in the CBI. We're wrapping this tournament up in Daytona Beach. UNC Wilmington versus Middle Tennessee State for that title, 5 p.m. Eastern. Tip Middle Tennessee State is a five-and-a-half point favorite with a total of 139 the model thinks Middle Tennessee State should be a four-and-a-half-point favorite. So if you wanted to look UNC Wilmington plus five-and-a-half, I don't think that's the worst idea. So I've long talked about the model keeps trying to fade UNC Wilmington, and I thought it had kind of turned things around, and it didn't yesterday, as they again covered pretty easily. Of course, Middle Tennessee State's been a great team to back, so it's always a little bit scary fading them. So I'm going to stay away from the side and instead, look at the total. The model thinks the total should be 141.1. I'm going to go over 139. It's my favorite play of the day, and thus I'm giving it an A grade. So an A total play for you here, over 139. Got the over in Middle Tennessee, Middle Tennessee State yesterday. It was pretty easy. UNC Wilmington did their part to make that game go over. Northern Colorado didn't. But either way, that game got to uh, – 144, which would go over this number. Um, Middle Tennessee State um, not going to provide as much firepower here against Wilmington as we saw yesterday. It's Abilene Christian. Abilene Christian plays really fast, tries to force turnovers, get fast breaks. But I mean, that game got to 154. So <laughs> even if you back that down a little bit, I still think we can get to 140 here. Middle Tennessee State, I believe, will have no problem getting to 70 points in this game and I think UNC Wilmington does too with the way they've been playing lately I think the winner needs to score 75 in this game probably even 80 that's been the trend for this tournament most of the teams who have won have gotten to 80 and, and there's only I think one exception to that here this week um that was just a blowout the other exception I believe was like a 76 75 type game so that got over 150 so I don't really see any reason that this number should be south of 140. I think there's a lot of value here. I'm going over on it. We talked about defenses picking up later on sometimes in tournaments. I think that mainly holds true for the NIT. It's a little more prestigious tournament when you get to the end part that you're playing in Madison Square Garden. These teams are now very comfortable with this gym. So there's no, what am I looking at shooting? What's the backdrop? They're 
they're at home now. They've been there since their third straight day playing at this gym. We didn't see any defense yesterday in this tournament, so I don't see why we would today. I expect a solid pace and lots of points. My favorite play of the day, over 139 in the CBI title game. That's an early tip, so make sure you get that one in before your workday ends if you are on the East or uh, East Coast or Central time zones. Two more NIT quarters for you tonight. Wake Forest at Texas A&M is going to be our first one. That's a 7 p.m. Eastern tip. Texas A&M is a three-point favorite with a total of 146 and a half. The model thinks Texas A&M should be favored by only 1.8. That would imply a wake edge. I'm going to stay away from the side, though. I'm going to explain why here. The model tries not to overreact to sudden burst to resupply too much, right? It, it, it's trying to thread the needle there. We never want to overreact. The team is never as good as they looked in their last game or even their last two games. But Texas a and playing really well lately. They're a team that I personally don't think I would want to face. My hunch is this recent play isn't really a fluke, and the model's actually just underestimating them. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm just not certain. If if the model is not reacting as fast as it should be, then maybe Texas A&M minus three is a perfectly fair line. So I think playing Wake plus three isn't the craziest idea just because anything can happen in these games. These are two fairly even teams. Grabbing some points is always a solid idea if you don't know what's going to happen. But just with the way a playing, I think it's safer to stay away from that. Instead, I'm going to go over 146 and a half with a B pick. The model thinks it should be 148.2. Wake wants to play this game in the 160s. Last game, they scored 80. They got to 100 earlier this month. Texas A&M has a, a good defense, but a better offense than defense. They've gotten into the 70s in both the tournament games. I think both of these teams get into the 70s, and that makes over 146.5 a solid investment. Not a lock, but I, I, I'll i take my chances that we don't have a 73-71 type game. That's going to be the only realistic and obviously somebody can get cold right you never know somebody might only score 50 points because they just go ice cold that's sports this happens right we have to understand that and that's why we always talk about managing your bankroll not over investing in any one game because you just never know what's going to happen especially with you know 18 19 year old kids in 40 minutes but of the realistic outcomes the only way i think we're burned is in one of those like 70 72 70 73 71 type games but i think if they both get into the 70s i like our odds to get over this number i think it's a solid investment i think if they play this game 20 times i think 11 maybe 12 of them um we can get over this number so i like the over 146.5 here it's a b pick in the first of the nit games tonight the other nit game washington state at byu that'll be a nine eastern tip byu is a three-point favorite total of 142 and a half we see all these three-point spreads in the nit games and it kind of makes sense there are a lot of evenly matched teams uh it's almost like the books are saying we don't really know we'll give three points for home court and move on uh with just some subtle adjustments beyond that but there are all of these games are relatively even matched and i think the same thing here it's a c pick for me it's just a lean on washington state plus three it's not a pick I love, considering that BYU has been better of late. That's not saying much because they struggle for most of the year, but Washington State hasn't really lit the world on fire either. Every time Washington State has a good game, they come back with a bad one. So I'm not really loving this pick. It feels a lot like the Xavier Vandy game last night. BYU is a tough place to play, just like Xavier is. Teams are fairly even, but the points offer some value. 
Last night, I gave out Vandy as a B pick because we got the hook. Um, without it here, there's just a tad less value at only three, so it's only a lean for me. Also, of note, the model does say under in this game. The model thinks the total should be 140 and a half, not 142 and a half. So it's not a bad way to look, but I'm going to pass on the total because Washington State has been trending really over, pretty solidly over lately. And again, when we get into these tournaments now, you just don't really know what to expect with regards to the gameplay and the pace. And so uh, the model thinks under, that's not a bad look. But if Washington State comes out um, with the way they've been kind of playing lately and ups that pace, it's going to be really difficult for this game to stay under. So it's kind of just a tale of two takes. I don't really know which way to go on that. Some conflicting information. So I think the under um, is something that I just don't have enough faith in. I'm going to pass. And I just, I like grabbing the three points of Washington state, only a lean and just saying anything can happen. Let's, let's grab the value while we can. If he gets up to three and a half, then that would become a B pick. That'd be a pick that I like more just because there's a decent chance relatively speaking this game lands three obviously there's not a large chance that the game lands on any one individual number but three is a very common outcome so it wouldn't be crazy for it to land three and we push but if you get three and a half you you get the win so just something to keep in mind there as the number potentially moves throughout the day and the last game of the night the college basketball classic 10 p.m eastern late start youngstown state versus for at, at fresno state excuse me at fresno state um Fresno State is a 13-point favorite with a total of 130 and a half. This is a mismatch here, massive mismatch. But what do you do with the number? There's a lot of ways Youngstown, Youngtown State loses and covers. So if you had to, I think that's the direction that I would go. But it's not a pick that I really like because Fresno's defense is just so much better than Youngstown State's defense. It's the biggest disparity of the two defenses. The two offenses are relatively even matched. I'd also grab the points if I had to just because the the pace of this game should be relatively slow, which is going to make it a little bit harder to win by that many. But I think under actually is a better look. It's a B pick for me, under 130 and a half. The model thinks 128.7. Fresno pays plays super slow. My only fear in this game is what happened last game where they beat Eastern Washington and it came with 157 points. That is very uncharacteristic of Fresno State. I'm going to trust that that was a one-game fluke. I'm going to trust that Fresno State isn't all of a sudden going to say, hey, we're going to run and gun next year, so let's throw out everything we've done all season. That's obviously on the table. If you know somebody in the program, if you're, you know, there's too many teams and games for me to research individually every single team. That's why I built the model. But if you deep dive into that and there's some reports coming out of Fresno that that's the case, then, you know, go, go, go with that, right? But unless there's something that I'm missing here, that was just the flukiest game ever. Youngstown doesn't really want to push the pace either. So I think the pace is what's going to help us stay under this number. My hunch is you'll know pretty early in this one, which might be good since it's a light tip. You can know by halftime and go to bed. I'm not sure I'd live bet this one. You hear a lot of people saying, I want to see how the first four minutes goes. I see a lot of times the first four minutes are just a complete aberration, right? Two teams start off ice cold and they get rolling or two teams kind of come out crazy, and then all of a sudden at that first TV timeout, the coaches settle them down. So I'm not sure I love a live bet on this one. 
Because when do we know? I don't think we'll know in the moment. I think we'll know in hindsight more so. We probably will know by the last, you know, media timeout of the first half or by the break. I think we'll I think we'll know what the game plan is. And so we'll know if this is a winner or a loser. We'll know if it stands a chance or not. Um so live betting, like I said, is tough because I, I wouldn't know when to tell you to pull the trigger after four, after eight, after twelve. Probably the after sixteen timeout, you'd be safe. But again, by that point you've lost so much of the value of the number because if the pace is really slow, the live total is going to be dropped down well into the one twenties. So it's, it's just, it's a tougher game for me to peg personally. If you're great at that and you know what you're doing there, that's just something to keep an eye on because at some point I think we'll have an idea of if that last game was a mirage, if it was, then I really like this underplay. That's just my only fear for making it my favorite play of the day. So it's a B pick for me under 130 and a half to wrap up the night. And that's all I've got for you today. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Picks with the Professor. Reminder, check out that Google sheet for predictions. That's at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, click that subscribe button to ensure all of my content is dropped right into your feed. Jake will be back tomorrow, so we will see you then. Until then, remember, you need your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.